Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason and John. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. So, John, start us off. What are we drinking? Today? What are we drinking this week? I have the original Bulldog root beer, which my lovely wife found at Mangelson's here in Omaha, which is kind of a, a craft really? store. For people who don't know, it's kind of a, a craft, kind of kitschy sort of hobby store. But they have an area where they sell candy, and then they've got a, a like a refrigerator container with you know kind of novelty Drinks. pop. So she found this, and she thought, this is perfect because we're playing the Bulldogs this week. That's right. And uh, root beer. And we all a, know that the drinking se- section seems to work. So. Exactly. And so the slogan on the original Bulldog handcrafted root beer is unleash the taste. And so I'm going to drink this this week, hoping that the team unleashes the fury there you on go. Duluth. Love it. Yep. So is it any good? As he takes his first drink. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not, you know, some root beer has kind of that strong kind of bite to it. Yeah. This does not really have a strong bite to it. Okay. So. Kind of smooth? Yeah. Pretty good. So the fans are in for a treat. This is the first non-alcoholic version of... What the hell are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a protein shake. Oh, my God. So are you, drink, I, uh, are you drinking a protein shake in honor of uh, Coach Gabinette? Are you gonna have? Yeah, you have some? I'm not, I got there no, isn't any kale. There's no kale in, in this there, house oh, at okay. all. Coach would not be happy with me. No kale. Well, you know what? It's it, yeah. We know what beer does to the waistline, so it's probably good that you're having a protein shake this week. Yes, and I'm sure as we talk about the uh, the North Dakota series and that, I I was absent for the first periods of both nights because. You were. I was playing in a, a men's hockey league tournament here in Omaha. And if the Mavs had been so. up like three to nothing after the first period both nights, we would have just told you to go home. I've had multiple people tell me that if we if we were winning when when the game was over, that they were going to stand at the entrance and tell people I wasn't allowed That's in. That's right. And my wife was even on top of that. She was saying she was going to scam my ticket so I wouldn't be able to get in. That's right. So we got to keep you out of the, out of the game. But luckily, we didn't have that. Actually, no, they, they actually, played better when I got there. They actually there. started playing better when you arrived at the game, so that was good. So yeah, the snipers. Uh, we had our men's league tournament. Uh, technically, I guess I don't know. Untechnically, I can say this. Uh, the final score, at least for the games, we ended up three zero and one. But uh, yeah, you had a bunch of ringers we a, there, and we had a bunch of legals apparently. Yeah, so. you had to forfeit those games. But I know that there are a number of people on the snipers who listen to the Mav Puckcast. So shout out to them for shout supporting that. Yeah, shout out to the team for you know not saying no, playing and having a good though, time. Yeah. yeah, having a good time. It was a, it was a good group of guys. I had a lot of fun. It seems like everyone else had a lot of fun. So good. Shout out to them. They had a good. They had a good tournament despite the. I mean, I forfeits. I could have questioned your dedication to this podcast and to the operation <laughs> we got going here by missing the beginning of the game because that's not something I'd be doing, dude. But, <laughs> but that's okay. You were playing hockey, so I guess that's hey, an excused tardiness. I had to take a lift from one ring to the other to make it. So. Oh my gosh! There's some commitment there. Yeah. There. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about that North Dakota series. That was an exciting series. A lot of fun. I think, I think you would agree. Entertaining games both nights. We lost four to three on Friday. We won four to three on Saturday. And I think it's important to point out that we we lost in the last 
Was it one fifty? Uh, uh, I think. Yeah, one minute fifty seconds left in the game, and we lost that game. And it was a, it was kind of it was a breakaway kind of it was an odd man rush situation. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was the one where Konepke kind of pinched in on the blue line, and the the North Dakota players got behind him, and there was only one guy. Yeah, well, to stop and him. Defenseman screened Evan just a little bit. Yeah, so I'm sure he had a hard time tracking the puck. But that was a tough. That was a tough one to stop. It's always hard when you're. I know. We we typically will tell people when we're watching games with friends, you know, especially people who who don't watch hockey, is if the game is tied with five minutes left, we're basically in ten minutes of overtime. Yep. You'll notice that teams going to play a little bit tighter and yep. they don't want to take any risks and things. And so, uh, we just unfortunately. It's like losing in overtime. A, a little bit of a breakdown in our offensive zone, but I don't fault the guys for that. They were trying to... And they made a good push at the end to yep. try to equalize it in the, that last couple minutes. Yeah, I think Morelli got a uh, got a good look or two on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler sent one wide yep. right before... They had they tossed. had opportunities after yeah after uh, after North Dakota went up they had some opportunities to try and get the equalizer Equalizer. and it didn't quite happen and I think most most coaches will tell you that it's it's never one play like there's right. a multitude of the game that adds up yep. to that and I think that we have to find a way to stop letting thirty I think when I showed up we were getting out shot like. Oh, it was 20 crazy. something to six. And then the, the number of faceoffs at the end of the night, wasn't it something oh like 54 God. to 19? There's not usually 60 faceoffs in a game, let no, alone having one team crazy. win 60. And that, and their player Gardner, North Dakota's player Gardner, who takes right. the faceoffs, he is the leader in faceoffs in the NCAA. But I don't know what it was with Friday because we were, we beat them on faceoffs on Saturday. I know. And well, I will tell you, uh, David Brisson, I went back and watched yeah. some of the second game. David Brisson said they watched film and they looked at how he positioned himself and then they made adjustments. And Brisson, yeah. who was uh, part of the broadcasting team with Dave Ollers on the Midcoast Sports Network broadcast that was on your view, uh, Cox Sports here in Omaha. Um, he said that they made adjustments. And so they uh, looked at how they were positioned and that made a difference on the. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, which cause... is good. That's what you want to see because it, it definitely was different, and we were able to beat them on faceoffs on Saturday night. I probably I think that's a good thing for them because yep. I make adjustments to mine. I mean, you know, when you play against guys, when you take faceoffs against guys, you know their tendencies. Um, I have my tendency. I have you know where I want to win a faceoff. Right. So they all do, and and if you can adjust your strategy, I've seen teams actually go through and say, you know. You'll look at it and see that he wins most of his faceoffs against left-handed, uh, and put in a right-handed put a different center, guy you know, in there, yeah. And just to just to try to tilt the the odds in your favor just a little bit, kind of throw him off a little and bit. The faceoffs, you know, I hate losing faceoffs, particularly important faceoffs. You know, right. when you have a a start of a power play in the zone, when you've got yep a penalty kill. I mean, those are the two that that sure. always stand out to me. If you if you're losing faceoffs, yeah. You're, you're kind of digging yourself particularly when you're on the power play i think because yeah. uh, you know it affects the number of setups you have in the offensive yeah. zone and i've seen with uno when they win that first face off yep I and mean, they'll spend their times they've spent you know a minute and a half of the power play in the zone and it all started with a good clean win yep and what's been what's been tough is that primo has been out mm-hmm. and he's a guy who takes a lot of our face off so yeah for being a freshman he's done really good for, yeah in he the really dots. has uh, but I think the bigger problem 
particularly with Friday, was just getting out shot. I mean, I don't think if you held them right. to fewer shots. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, North Dakota had a lot of good looks at Evan during that Friday game. It, he played well. He played really well. He's the only reason why we had a chance at it, I, I think. I think so. They made, but like we said, they made adjustments in the faceoff, Todd. They made adjustments yep. all over. Their defensive system played a little bit tighter on Saturday. Yep. Um, you know, we didn't get down when we were losing. Nope. They fought back, got their two goals to, to even it out. Quickly got the one to go up. So exactly. they were fighting. You know, I, I really like the the attitude of the team. We've talked about, you know, the 60-minute game and, and really putting it all together. But yep. I like that they have that attitude that, you know, we can do this. We're not out of this right. band together. Let's go do this. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I think you look at that series, you look at both of the games, and I think the production that we got from the second and third lines mm-hmm. was particularly notable. Um, I know that the coaching staff has been wanting that line with Jordan and Polkinen mm-hmm. to have a little bit more success this season, and they had more some, production. Yeah, yeah, they've had some success this season. Yeah, and we talked about that in the last podcast: is that we can't just rely on the Mo line the whole way out, right? Because we've talked about that against these NCHC teams; they'll find a solution to stop the. Uh, they have top a line, line that defensively will keep them, you know. Maybe not off the score sheet completely, but yeah, certainly limit their production. And so, if you don't have another wave of offensive talent there, or a couple right. of them, you're basically in a position of relying on the referees to give you a power play so that you have an advantage. And we know we can't rely on that. And in particular, I thought the Conley Galt and Weiss line on Friday, and then Con- Conley Galt and Spinner line on mm-hmm. Saturday, we got to see. Uh, Steven Spinner was back after seven games. Yeah, he missed seven. So I thought both of those lines were very intriguing, and they were very productive both nights. Which is interesting because you you threw a different wing out there between the two nights with with Tyler getting... He got his first goal on Friday, and then he got his his first first suspension right after that. Uh, He needed an assist, and we could have almost called it like the NCAA version of a Gordie Howe hat trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that, that line to me was the most impressive. I thought Ryan Galt had a really good weekend. Yeah. There were a lot of, there were, there were a couple of uh, goals, um, not goals, but near misses on goals. One where he uh, fed the puck to Conley on Saturday night where it just didn't quite get to Conley's stick, but that could have been a goal. And then there was another one where he was rushing up the ice with uh, Steven Spinner, and that one didn't quite go either. But he played really well. He made some good plays, and and I know that you know early on in the season it was frustrating with some of the penalties and majors that he got. But, you know, the Omaha kid is finishing strong. Yeah. Not enough that I want to change my desire yeah, you to still see want, Spinner you still, Connelly, so, and Weiss So because we saw the kind of the two variations on that line, because Weiss... Uh, was yeah. unavailable because of that five-minute major on Friday. Um, now you're probably we, curious. You're like, what if we, we had know Conley the two of them and can play Spinner with and Weiss on the same line? Yeah. yeah. Spinner had a couple breakaway opportunities on his own Saturday night. Yeah. Well, and that I've said that in the at the beginning of the season when he's when he was struggling before, you know, his his stretch off basically. Yep. Uh, his 
his speed is, yep. I think, the biggest difference between last year and this year. Absolutely. And when he just puts his head down and goes for yep. it, I think he's a better player. And that was the way so. it was on both of those. One of those, mm-hmm. he tried like a little like... A little move. Kind of move, and it didn't... But he always it always starts with his with his feet. He, yep. He's not one that seems to have a whole lot of strength having the puck and starting skating. He seems to be the kind of guy that... Once he gets momentum. Get some momentum yeah. and then give him the puck. Which is perfect because Weiss has got the hands that yeah. So now dip that we, and dangle through exactly. All now that we saw the line with, you know, Spinner one night, Weiss the other night. Now yeah. you're like, can we see them both together with Conley? <laughs> so we need to get <laughs> on your, the line together. We need to get your niece to you know give that information to yeah, Noah. Yeah, right? my niece Scotland was there on Saturday night, and when Scotland comes to games this season, the Mavs are undefeated, and she also happens to be in the same class with Mike Gaminette's son, elementary school class. She pointed this out to us Saturday night. We had no idea. <laughs> she spotted him over there and we're like, hey, do you want to go say hi? No, nope. not really. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yes, kids. they they live out in, you know, far west Omaha, you know, almost to Lincoln like like you guys do. So <laughs> we're out in this part of town all the time. I don't know why my friends cannot move to the eastern part of the city, but you guys all want these new new houses in these uh, nice, lovely neighborhoods out here. So, yes, so they're in the same class together. So Scotland has been our good luck charm. So It sounds like it. That's so. what happens when you bring the five-year-old to... I, I hear a season ticket reservation in her name. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, she wants to come. Lauren may have lost her spot, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Lauren may have lost her spot. I don't, you know, I know, (laughs) I know. So, yeah, so I thought both nights were really good. And I think, you know, I was worried after that first period on Saturday night, right at the end. That was kind of, it was almost similar to the third period where we, we kind of had a letdown there with what, about two minutes left to go in the first period on Saturday night. You weren't there. So I guess I'm... You know, no, I, I showed up about three-ish minutes into the second. Okay. Um, And from what I... I was amazed because from what I saw them playing in the second on Friday night, I, I didn't understand why you all were like weirded out about this. I'm oh, like, yeah. Riley they've been playing Al- pretty Riley, good. Riley Alford had a great goal to start off the scoring in the first period Saturday night. And then... Two North Dakota goals within the last two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of a rough Friday, but Saturday they bounced back. They fought back. They got themselves a win split with North Dakota. I think the other thing that stood out to me. And I'm sorry, and I didn't mean to throw you off there. I was the, the the, the two North Dakota goals at the end were... The first period Saturday night. So Friday night right. we looked we looked kind of so so in the first period, but then the rest of the way we played really well. So the refing has been oh my gosh, yeah. I, I don't like being that guy. I, I know I've mentioned this on the I podcast know, cause, before because we always sound like I mean because we always sound like total homers when we do this. Like let's you know our, on the refs our, our and... team didn't get our way. Let's blame it on the refs. But I will tell you I. I just, I don't like the practice of being able to go back and find penalties that were not called on the ice. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm with you there. I, I don't have a problem if you call, you know, a minor. Call it two you, minutes, go back you and go look. go back to look mm-hmm. and see if it's a major penalty. 
but that's not what we had with Weiss. It was no call. And then, yeah, let's kick him out. And then with Smallage, right? Yeah. On Saturday. It was Smallage. He Same had, thing. It was, it was, you look at the, the hit, and I went back and watched this. You look at the hit. It was like right, right near the red line. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of... You know, it was a, he kind of checked the guy, but his, his shoulder kind of, kind of got into the guy's head, kind of mask area, shoulder, maybe a little elbow. I don't, you know. But he didn't go out for it. No, like, he I, wasn't I looking to make a to hit. Me, and I, was... I, I guess you have to determine intent in that, but I mean, it. I, mean, I know they yeah, want to take that get... out. They want, I know. They don't want the referees deciding whether or not someone meant or did not mean to do something. Right. And I know I get they don't want to determine but... intent. So they're like contact. But, Everyone has the right to the ice space, an equal right to the ice space. You know, neither of them had the puck. It Smolich has just a right to be in that position as the next guy. They bump into each other. Yeah, it hits him in the head, but he didn't initiate contact. Right. He saw a guy coming at him and he leaned into it, which is what you're supposed yeah. to do because if you don't, you end up on your butt. I mean, honestly, right after that, the hit that I think I think the guy's name was. I think it was Hain, H-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the hit he took from the, you know, North Dakota player that he ran into right after that. I think right. was, that one was worse than the, I mean, it was, it, believe me, it was, it was a, it was a good, you know, check that, you know, Smolage put on him. But I, I, I just don't, nothing was called on the ice. And then they, they go back on Saturday and because the one that the review that came on Smallage was right. completely goaded by North Dakota. Right. I mean, they're screaming and yelling on the bench and banging their sticks and hooping and all. And, and like I said, that guy and right, right, after, right, at, right him after Smallage hit him, he he like he collided with his own player. Right. And so that that's probably why he was you know as woozy as he was after that. The hit bit. with his own player was worse yeah, than the hit that Smallage that, gave that's, him. That's what I thought. And then they didn't call anything. Then there was one that. UNO apparently challenged is what they said on the the horn is that Gabnet there was a there was a hit later on and I'm blinking as to who it was now when we talked about this, um, but there was a there was a hit on a UNO player that I felt was clearly contact of the head from where we sat. I right. mean it looked completely like it was contact of the head, and they go back and review it and they say nope nothing no big deal moving on right. And then there was a check from behind that sent Jones head first into the boards. Right. That was in that right. ten foot range, which is where you're, I mean, well, it should early, have been a boarding call. Yeah. And they didn't even make the boarding call, let alone go back and review it for well, a check from early behind. Early on in the the game, Evan Winninger got you know essentially stick slashed mm-hmm. by the North Dakota player. Stick hits his face mask. Yep. He goes to the box, but again. Yeah contact to the head so why aren't we (laughs) yeah i it's just the nchc refs and i will say not i think uno's gotten the worst of what i've seen right but i've even watched some of the denver games and a couple minnesota duluth games and stuff and i'm like these refs just from top to bottom i don't know if it's if the league is just hand strapping them or something but i kind of i kind of feel like really that's bad. happening with some of the changes this season we've talked about that in previous podcasts i don't know i just i just and i i know that it's about you know some of these majors are about player safety yeah but i don't know i mean again it's 
I mean, I I don't know. It's the world we live in, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to fight through it and, and that, but it's just, it's frustrating from a fan perspective because it seems right. like you're always getting the raw end of the deal on these things. Like, yeah. I don't know that my wife and I were talking about this. I cannot think of a time that they went and reviewed a penalty on UNO or a non-call on UNO yeah, and did not no come out call. and say the guy's yeah. gone. Right. Like it's always like, oh, let's go review. Yep, there we go. That's a reason to throw him out. Yeah. Why are we always the ones getting thrown out? I know, right? I see just as much stuff going on with the other teams. Exactly. So um, I, I think I, the league needs to fix that because I think it's gonna it's a it's a bad state. I just on the don't league. like and I, I understand this is the way that it is, but I just don't like that practice at all, really going back and calling something that was never called. There was nothing that was called to begin, to begin with. with. Right. Right, yeah, completely. You know, I mean, maybe maybe they missed it, but sometimes you miss stuff, and you know, say all the time, the trips and slashes and stuff get missed. And I, I will tell you, all Brad, the time. Bradbury's one of those guys to me who's kind of like um, Bob Motzko when he was in the conference when he was coaching at St. Cloud up until this season. He's one of those guys who'll just sit there and bark and get in the referees' faces, and mm-hmm. you know, it's in essence good for a couple calls a game. Now, I don't know that Gabinet's that kind of guy, so maybe we need to. You know, maybe we need to throw some hot oh. sauce into his diet, you know, let him get some, you know, indigestion going and just start, you know, firing off at those guys and getting in their face every... Yeah, no, you know. I would take the I would take the somewhat opposite approach, and I think the league needs to come in and say, look, if, if a coach wants to breed a referee, then it's a five-minute penalty. Right. And really, like, cut this out, because I don't think it's right that, that a coach can can raise his voice to the referees. Right. Like I if you want to call him over and have a discussion with him, that's fine, but to see North Dakota's they'll, they'll coach shout and bark. screaming at the top of his lungs, like we could hear him all the way up to where we and were. And the refs are like, "Oh, okay, we'll go look at it." And I just don't think that's right. I think you say, "Look, if you want to have a conversation with the referee at the stoppage of play, you can bring them over." Right. And it's their discretion because if the referee doesn't want to talk to you, he can skate away. But if you scream and yell at him, five minute penalty. I'm telling you, it will it will cut that down in a heartbeat. Yeah. So speaking of Brad Berry's behavior on the bench, let's talk about fan behavior <laughs> at Baxter Arena this weekend. Particularly visiting fan behavior at Baxter Arena. Yeah, the sea of green. That's right. Like I needed another reason not to like them. I know, right? And the thing is, here's the thing. There there are fans that I've gotten to know, like Eric Burton. There's Seymour Sports, who has a Twitter account. These are North Dakota fans. They're, right. they're very good fans. Some of the best fans in college hockey. But there is the tool factor when it comes to some of the, you know, visiting fans who like to imbibe and like to, you know... Yeah, I- it's important it's to always. Fans, I think, it's the fans behaving badly moments. Be, before we get into this, I think it's it's important to point out that yeah. the issues that we we saw this weekend with North Dakota fans is not representative of all North Dakota fans, right. or even most of them. I think in, in in that case, like I just don't like categorizing an entire group no. Of people and off you of and I are not you and I are not idiots. that kind of people. But because there's a a pretty big volume of North Dakota fans that travel down for the series each right. year. We're their travel partner, and yeah. I know a lot of North Dakota fans like to come. You do get some of those people. I know that there were a couple groups of North Dakota fans that were kicked out uh, this weekend yeah. from the game by Baxter Arena staff. 
I know that when I was on the way out of the game on Friday with, with all of you guys, I was carrying a, a stack of the rally towels that they put on the chairs uh, before the game as a promotion. And I'm walking out the door to the parking lot to go to our, to go to our car. And uh, one of the North Dakota fans is there and he was holding one of the towels and he starts kind of like petting the towel and he says, oh, I got a towel to cry on too. And he thought he was being so funny and so clever. And I'm sure he had so much to drink, but it's like, it's so stupid. It's like, dude, act like you've been there before. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of yeah. stuff. It's just that silly kind of sophomore <laughs> behavior that I don't think is necessary. And one of the things, you know, Bridget and I have taken a number of bus trips on the road. We did five or six bus trips during the CCHA and then uh, the WCHA years for UNO. And I know that, you know, we would always tell fans to, you know, you can cheer loudly, have fun, support your team, you know, but don't be total tools, right. you know, when you're in somebody else's arena. That's like, you know, that's you're in somebody else's house at that point. Yeah, we used to always, at Denver, they, they used to tell people when they traveled and stuff that when we travel with the team and that cheering on Denver is not, does not mean berating some other, you know, whoever the opponent is, right? And right. I think... It's the right mindset. Like, congratulate your guys, cheer on your guys, but you don't need to take it to the next level. Yeah. And you know, in all the years that we've been going to games and stuff, I've I've never remember this many issues outside of the North Dakota games. Like, you could probably add up the number of people who have been ejected from a game, right? And it wouldn't total the number of people who were ejected from any one of the games this weekend. Right, exactly. It was it was stupid it was interesting. stuff. I don't know it's, if it's just that they because it was cold and it was miserable out that they'd had a lot to drink. You I, know, I'm sure that alcohol's a culprit, but it's like, yeah, come I don't on, know, guys. And everybody, everybody will use this, and everybody, everybody will pull the, well, look at the economic impact. You know, we came and we drank in your bars, we stayed in your hotels, and we bought tickets to your games. And it's like, I don't care. I really, I, I don't care. I don't own a hotel. I don't own a bar and I don't own Baxter arena. I'm just going there to watch games and you don't drink that much. Yeah. Act like an adult, (laughs) you know, North Dakota fans going into our student section and taunting them. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the, you know, disrespecting the anthem and and, then the stuff that they do there. I mean, I get that you have your thing and you want to do it in your barn. That's fine. But when you go someplace else, like that's, it's not the it's not the Boston University where they yell oh the entire time that they're on right. the power play like that I get because it's their yeah. thing and it's like yeah if, if you who wanna, does it hurt but yeah when you when you if you want to get anthem, after the goaltender because he's a sieve fine those right. things are great but it's I mean honestly their fans were honestly really quiet in the arena most of the weekend they weren't as you know they weren't doing their various Sioux cheers. Right, like like they have, because we've had some crowds that have been. Yeah, I don't really think I heard any of them on Friday, but I heard a no, couple. No, I didn't. We heard a, we heard a little bit. You'd hear them after the goals, but it wasn't the you know some of the chants that they would do and, and some of the other stuff. They just didn't really even seem into it. So, I, I guess that's where I'm like, okay, we've we've got this kind of behavior. But I this is one of those things that I would encourage fans to do. There's a student bus trip going up to Duluth this week of UNO students. Uh, always a good time when uh, Bill Pickett, uh, who works for UNO, he. Uh, director of 
fan invo- or student involvement student there. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he really does a good job uh, getting those students to engage, and he takes them on a lot of these great trips. And so I know that they're loud and they have fun, but, uh, you know... Just be respectful. Yeah. You know. And they Don't always be a are, North Dakota yeah, fan. And, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's... Don't I, act like a tool. I mean, that's... Right. Like, and I, it doesn't reflect well on the university. It doesn't reflect well on you as a fan No, base I mean, and, it, it. honestly, it makes you feel less about North Dakota mm-hmm. as an institution. And, and I mean... And UNO gets a lot of good publicity and, and I think has a lot of respect as a fan base in right. the hockey community. Yeah. And I don't... I would encourage them not, you know, any fan, student or not, if you're traveling, if you're engaging with a, a fan of a different team or something, like, just keep that in mind that what you do is going to have a long-term effect on how oh, people yeah. see UNO fans. And it does. we just don't need to be that kind I of fan I remember during the CCHA days, you know, it was the Michigan fan base was the fan base everybody hated. The Michigan State fan base, both equally good teams during that era. Mm-hmm. Michigan State fan base, nobody had a problem with. We went on seven trips to Michigan State because the fans were pleasant. It was fine atmosphere. We didn't always win, but it was good. But that's the thing. And so I, I know it's kind of one of those kind of things where people roll your eyes when you're, you know, kind of get, getting incensed about fans behaving badly. But I mean, really, it's with all of the issues that happened this weekend, it needed right. to be said because okay. it was. There, there were some instances where North, in, in, the men, in the men's bathroom where North Dakota fans were kind of bothering UNO fans. I mean, it was just well, kind of some... And not just like a, like not just an annoying, you know... No, not just like, oh, you know, like our team. Right. You know, yeah, that No, like physically like assaulting people. Yeah. The reports I mean, just, of that yeah, happening I mean, in the bathroom hearing, is just... You're hearing stuff like okay. that. It's, I know. It's a little bit disconcerting, so... And girls taking their shirts off or no... I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Like class up the joint just a little bit. Yeah. Can you like Oh absolutely. Absolutely. I, so we always do it. Denver, you know, I I go back to the you know, because when I was in Denver and was living there and going to DU games and stuff, uh we were in WCHA, so North Dakota was we saw them every year and and it's the big rivalry for Denver. Because both of them are good clubs right. and, and historically have been good clubs. Uh and this was back in the days where they didn't have off-campus security, police force. We didn't have, you know, right. Denver Police Department come in and, and yeah. deal with the games. This is when the campus police basically kind of ran everything, except for maybe two weekends out of every year. And that's the two weekends when North Dakota comes in, and then they'd always have to have... yeah. Back up, and obviously because of the the kind of the ice storm that we had, right? I call it kind of an ice storm because it wasn't really. I mean, it was just more of this like bad. horrible black ice uh, that we had on Friday. I know that they it looked like they were short staffed, yeah, that game. But they probably need to staff up for this series. Yeah, and I would say continue to have a, a no tolerance policy. There's yeah. no warnings or anything, especially the stuff that happens in the bathroom. Yeah, and honestly, to our fans, if that happens. Like tell someone because that's yeah. not okay, and those guys should. There's be... there's an information desk where you can talk to the staff, and you know I don't know how much good it'll do, but and I would tell like somebody to see... that happened. I I don't know how they I don't functionally know how they could do this yet, but I, I there were some reports that we've seen on on social media of um, of fans being told that the fans that were in question that were getting kicked out from North Dakota. 
um, they were told that they wouldn't be back, and yet they saw them back Saturday, Saturday. night. Yeah, and I think that they they should find some way to to keep tabs on that or something. Yeah, drop the hammer, dude. Some of that stuff is yeah. just like you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed back in. You really no. Shouldn't. I think you've I think you've got to set a tone, and it it starts with you know when they come into the rink and they don't have their clear bag, you got to tell them, go back to the car, go back to your hotel, go back to wherever you need to go. But Right. This you know, is the rules. Those right. are the rules. Those are the policy. Well, we all we all have had to live with those stringent policies. So yeah. I, you know, everybody else needs to as well. I never thought I'd have to say it, but if you touch someone in the bathroom, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, <laughs> you should. You, it should be more than just getting kicked out of Baxter yeah, Arena I, for I, a game I know. or two I saw or that, something. I saw that like, story on online too, and I'm just like rolling my eyes like you know whatever but yeah they need to yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's I, I don't understand start, people like, sometimes you get two drunk people and it's just not okay act like human beings right yeah like class up the joint just a little bit yeah let's 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 represent that's what i'm saying and you know fans i think know this because obviously we said the right. publicity and stuff that they get is bar down it's right. good stuff i know so we should talk about upcoming we should speaking got... of road series we have a road series and like i said the uno students are going to be there i know some other fans who typically travel up to that duluth series so that should uh that should be a an, an interesting series for you maybe even you uh, p- possibly even me I believe I... you said this is the only w- <laughs> the only nchc barn you haven't been in right the only NCHC barn I haven't been in, yeah. Yeah, we've been to a lot of arenas during the CCHA, WCHA, and now NCHC days, and this is the only one. For some reason, we haven't been to this one. It seems like it's one a, we should have... It's a nice place. ...made it to. Have you been up there? Yeah. Okay. We went up there with Denver. So, very yeah, cool. you'll you'll have a good time if you go up. So, this is a good Duluth team. In the they very are. first podcast this season, I picked them to repeat as national champions. You did. And Jason picked Boston College, but we won't remind him of that yeah. at all. Let's let's not talk about that. Although they have Both been the Boston they, they have they BC has been playing better they, as of they've late. They've turned so. around. They're playing more of, of what I expected. So who knows? But... You may look like a genius at the oh, end gosh, of the season. Oh gosh, no, neither of those teams yeah. are going to make the tournament. <laughs> so, we've got Duluth. Duluth is a good team. They swept Miami of Ohio last weekend. At Miami. Yep, blanked them. Mm-hmm. I think it was four to nothing and three to nothing. So you're saying they're overconfident? I'm. I'm <laughs> hoping that they're overconfident. Yeah. We might need something like that. <laughs> um. So what do you think is going to happen this weekend? I. If we're doing our predictions, I'm going to yeah. predict what I predicted this weekend and see if I can get it right this time and say that we split when Friday lose Saturday. Okay. I think our best opportunity is to surprise them going in. Okay. You know, I think we jokingly talked about being overconfident, but right. you know, a team that comes off those, a lot of times they can they can play decent hockey, but they kind of get that mindset that, right. oh, yeah. And I mean, UNO and Miami, and, and UNO's maybe not as good as Miami, so we should we should have no problem with these guys. And you know, there's talent out there. We should be back. You know, maybe we can get 
the CWS line out there and, and get Mo. We want that C. Yeah, did you like that? We want that I CWS do. line. I want that C. It's just so appropriate for Conley, Omaha. Weiss, and Spinner. Spinner. Yep. I forgot who the S was. <laughs> Stuart. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think Nebraska has to, Omaha has to play the way they've played the last four games. They have right. to. If, if you look at these games, sound, I know. Smart hockey. I know we're only one and three, but you look at the last two series, we could very easily have been. They're all four one goal losses. Yeah. We could have been. Or wins. Three and so, one. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, you just keep plugging away. You'll get your balances eventually. Right. And, you know, put in the work, listen to coach. I think the guy, I think the guys will do all right. I look at Duluth and they're a very good team. Very well coached by Scott Sandlin. Mm-hmm. Um, have one of my favorite names in college hockey and net Hunter Shepard. And I was looking this week, I think there's a guy for the Muskegon Lumberjacks who's named Hunter Skinner. And I'm like, those Hunter guys Skinner, need yeah. to be on a Skinner team and Shepherd, yeah. together. Yeah, exactly. Um, great goaltender that they have. They've got a really solid decor. The one name you hear when you watch them play on TV a lot is uh, Scott Perunovich, who's kind of an offensive defenseman that they have. That name, I just felt like I was hearing it over and over again during the NCAA tournament last year. So they're a really good, solid team. We've got to go on the road to play them. This is the 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 last of the we we've played everybody in the conference except Duluth at this point. So this is kind of the last test to sort of see where we are. We've only won two games mm-hmm. against NCHC foes this season. So it's kind of rough. It's kind of been rough, but we played really well as of late. This is the series. If they can go in there and get a split, going into who do we have after that? We've got uh, Western and Miami Western. after that. Yeah. Yeah. And those are two series where, I mean, we split with those two teams back in November when we were not playing the kind of hockey and getting the kind of production that we are now. So, like you, I'm going to go with the split. I'm thinking that would set a great tone going because there's a real opportunity in those two series coming up for UNO. Well, yeah, especially going with Western Michigan. I mean, right. I mean, Western, points don't wise, get me wrong, West, Western, Western Michigan and, and... Western's a good team. I know right. that St. Cloud swept them this weekend, but... Right, but Duluth and... The way I look at it is Duluth and, and Western are standings-wise right. in about the same position yeah. for us. And so right now we have we have three wins, right? Yep. One against Colorado College, one against Miami, Ohio, and now against Well, I mean, North technically Dakota. that was a tie against Colorado College. We won in the shootout, but that was a tie. The conference record has us three, eight, one, and one. Where? Wait, what? No. Yeah. That's that's what the CHN. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. No, we. Oh, wait, we have won three games in the conference. I'm sorry, we split against Miami. Yeah. We split at Western, and then we split with North Dakota this week. Yeah. Yeah. My apologies. And then our our overtime win was the one against Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So go splice that out, Jason. I uh, said we just. Three wins. So we had two wins in November, and boy, I'll tell you what. When you look at this season, if we had, if we just found a way to win, like even one game in October, and we'd found a way to sweep Colorado College, we'd be having a, a much different conversation right now. Oh yeah, because we know? would be ahead of Miami. Yep. We'd be nipping heels at North Dakota. 
Yeah, we'd be sitting at 10 wins. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it would be a it'd be a very different conversation. So yeah, so my apologies, fans. We have three wins in the conference thus far. And you're right, three, eight, and one. We're six, five, and one at home, so we're just slightly above five hundred at home. So we certainly play better hockey, especially better hockey of late. We've only won home, one game on the road this season, though. I mean, that's not that uncommon. Was Teams time. typically do better at home than on the road. Right. I think having the number of students and the number of fans that are going up there hopefully right. will help the guys because they well, know and you look at the end them. of the end of last season. We, I think it was the very last regular season series, we split at Duluth, and a lot of people didn't think we could do that. So. Right. I think there's an opportunity there. It really set the tone going into two series that I think are winnable series. And I say I say that with a lot of caution. I know that this series kind of been up and down like a PKE meter, but I think that, you know, there's an opportunity for the team to kind of get some wins and get a little bit of momentum going into March. I know that it's, you know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been the season that they were hoping for or that any of the rest of us were hoping for, but there's there's 12 regular season games left. And they're playing good hockey right now, so yep, just keep it up. They got to keep it up. Yeah, less shots. That's right. That's right. Exactly. No, no forty-five shot goal. No. Well, if you would like to listen to any of the back episodes of this ridiculousness that we call the Mav Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of the back episodes at mavpuck.com. You can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter channels. We also have a message board on there, which I have taken up the mantle of, of trying to bring back to life the message board, because obviously we've, we've kind of looted the message board, you know, looted people from the message board to Facebook and Twitter over the years. So like my personal goal is to bring back the message board, because I miss those longer discussions that last more than, you know, an hour or two, and then are, you know, completely disappear from your from your news feed, feed yeah. or your timeline or any of that right. other stuff that you never see again. So if you would like to sign up on the Mad Puck website for an account, you can post on the message board and it's And there's no cost of signing up. There's no cost. And we might do some special stuff for subscribers down the road. So stay tuned Ooh. on that. Yeah. Sounds very good. So nothing else. Good luck to the Mavs uh, in Duluth. Yep. We wish them well. They played hard this weekend yep. and congratulations on getting a split against North Dakota. They they played admirably this weekend, and they they deserve that. Keep it up, guys, and go Mavs. Go Mavs. Mm-hmm.